Hello, everyone. Welcome to As I Was Saying Podcast. I'm your host, Shine Tyler Jacobs. So if you didn't know, we are on episode two of this podcast. So yay, still very much in our baby stage, but I'm loving every moment of it. Shout out to the 10 people that downloaded last week's episode. You are very much appreciated. If you want to know more about what's happening on the podcast, know more what's happening with me, make sure you're following me personally at she will speak on Instagram. She's just Shay and that's C-H-E on Twitter. And make sure you're following our podcast as I was saying podcast on Instagram. You can also see me online on my website is she will speak.com. So for those of you who don't know, I actually work on nights, night shift, which some people call the quote unquote graveyard shift. So I run into a lot of series here or there. This, however, is not that conversation because I have been a loyal person of this series from the beginning. Actually, I can't lie about that. My younger sister told me to watch it when I had surgery, but that's a whole different conversation. So on my block aired on Wednesday, and I don't know about y'all, so many feels. Like, I can't even express to you how just mentally and emotionally just invested I am in this show and I'm emotionally and, and and I'm emotionally and mentally invested in it because I've never seen a show that has this light humor involving children but also addresses real issues and so for those of you who do not know what the premise of all my block is it is four kids um you have Caesar, Ruby, Jamal, and Monse who live in Free Ridge and are basically growing up in this gang territory. Um, you have the Santos and you have the Prophets. Um, and this is taking it back all the way to the beginning. And it's them basically trying to be average just kids, you know, growing up, enjoying their summer, going to school, liking boys, liking girls, like, um, you know, going to the dance, dressing up trying to live out those childhood milestones and those childhood um, experiences, you know, while also kind of balancing the reality of the life that they live in and the community that they live in. Um, and what is very interesting about On My Block is with every season that goes by, I feel like it takes a very more introspective approach to looking at community and to looking at yourself. When I was actually talking um, with one of my friends the other day, about the show, they were like, I love how these four people are pillars, you know, to represent the community, but really on my block is about the community. Because even when you look at their parents, right? Because that's sometimes people's questions like, okay, you see what these kids go through and you're like, where are their parents? Their parents are there. And at some points, their parents are very aware of the violence in their community. They're aware of incidents that happen. However, they are also so, um, I guess you can say normalized and so desensitized as well as so just immersed into that community's culture that it's just a norm for some of the things that it's happening as to the name on my block. Like this is just what's just what happens on my block. So if we're going to start this right here, if you have not completed season three, please do not listen to this. If you do not plan to watch season three, I mean, you can go ahead and listen to it anyway. But like, I had to get this off my chest. This had to be the next podcast episode. Um, so season three, what can I say? I'd say a lot. But really what I want to touch upon 
is the ending because so many people have mixed emotions about that ending and so many people are just like what is happening and so many people are like are you even gonna give us a season four because from the looks of it it looks like y'all like nah you good love enjoy and we're not okay with that right boom so check this out i made a tweet yesterday because i honestly cried a good four or five times watched the ending like the last 10 minutes i rewound it about 10 times as if for some reason it was going to change never did um and i was just very emotionally invested so i would just like to say shout out to on my block for retweeting my tweet because you know i felt famous for five seconds and that made me feel really good and i like i would also like to shout out um lauren lungerich who was the co-creator and showrunner of netflix on my block because again i feel very much seen so i wrote this tweet yesterday because i felt it in my soul so thus far and it's still going it has 298 retweets 1267 likes which means people feeling this right this was my tweet again if you would like to see it make sure you're following me on twitter she's just shay uh, hashtag on the block really has me contemplating life and my emotional attachment to the show. Like the ending wasn't an escape as much as a mirror to life itself. That song at the end had me in my bag. Like I can't y'all. This season actually messed me up. Hashtag on my block again, right? So this song really, really, really did have me just feeling some type of way. So the song I'm referencing at the end, if people want to listen to the song, if you don't plan on watching the series, or if you watch and you just, you know, I'm extra. I actually, if I really like shows or movies, we'll go look at the soundtrack. And I would also like to give that to On My Block. Every season they've had come out, I download at least three songs from the season because the songs are on point and they make sure to be so intentional when matching songs with seasons. So the song for the end of episode eight of season three was Friends by Laundry Day tears tears so basically what happens for again we're just going to talk about season three you see Monse make the promise like yo you know promise me nothing's going to change right and then everything changes and it is just a scene that I don't even say like I don't even think breaking my heart is the correct word for it because it really has you just feeling so overwhelmed because you hope in your heart that they will be friends forever. And I think with my tweet, I don't even think why it became such a popular tweet, which is why I definitely wanted to talk about on my block because I've been talking about it with people since, you know, season three came out. I figured might as well do it again um, on the podcast. I actually want to Again, I spoiled it, but I really want to talk about why so many people are angry at this episode and so many people felt so many feelings because TV shows a lot of times for us are an escape of our, our reality, right? We watch them, you know, find the roller world money. We watch them um, clean money. We watch them, you know, do a lot of stuff while again, still trying to navigate those teenage high school years of dating and, and going to dances and identity crisis. So you feel like you know them, you feel like you've watched them grow for these, like these two or three years. And most importantly, you feel like it's this comic relief. 
And then season three gets real. Um, one of the lines that um, Jamal, whose character in the show, actually states was like, you know, when all the other seasons and all the other episodes, the adventures they kind of had, the mysteries they solved, it was just for fun. There was actual stakes, like lives could have actually been lost in season three. So you kind of see in episode eight that there really was a drift and a shift in everybody. And I really do believe why everyone was so upset because it was a reflection. On My Block gave us a mirror to our own personal lives. What Monse, Caesar, Ruby, and Jamal went through was unfortunately that curb and that milestone in life when you recognize that your childhood friends, they may not have done anything to you, but you recognize that the paths that you are walking are completely different paths. And although we would like to say that people could be best friends forever, I think it was an upsetting and emotional thing to watch because you see how many things they went through. You see their bond and how thick it is when the show starts. And you're almost like, dang, like y'all can't, y'all couldn't get through it. And even from the jump in the beginning, you had um, Monse, who was, you know, when she came back from her writing camp, like, hey, why is the group not together? We need to make sure we're together. And Monse really was this glue trying to keep them together. And as we know, for those of y'all who watched, she left, you know, to go to this private school all the way on the East Coast. And, you know, the picture that they gave her and was like, hey, keep up front, she placed it in the back. You know, she placed it in the back, which I think is important to state because so many people were like, and again, talking about this as it's true to life. So many people was like, she forgot about them. And I was like, I don't really think she forgot about them. And the reason why I say she did not forget is because forgetting to me would be the picture wasn't even there. Picture was in the drawer somewhere and you're just like, okay, whatever. She had the photo. The photo was just sitting in the back towards her desk, which means she recognizes these folks, you know, as people in her life, they're just not at the forefront of who she is as a person. Um, the next part of like that scene is you see, you know, Jamal sitting there and now he's a football player talking to like, you know, the guys. And then you see Ruby and Jasmine walking, holding hands and Jamal sees Ruby coming by and they lock eyes for a moment. And then Jamal just goes back to talking. And first and foremost, what I forgot to mention is you can tell everybody's changed based on even their style. Like not even how they're communicating or I should say the lack of communication, but their style as a whole is just, what? Um, so you see Jamal and Ruby glances, look at each other. And some people were like, oh my God, it looks like a look of anger. It looks like a look of this. When really, in my humble opinion, it was a look of sadness. It was a look of knowing that, you know, we don't have anything to talk about. And for clarification, because I did not give this, from the moment Monse got in the car, because like, you know, like I said, I don't want to, I mean, I assume if you listen to this, you watched it or you just don't care. But um, the character Monse, like I said, she went off to an all-girls private school. And when she was in the car, she's like, um, don't change. Just promise me we'll, like nothing will change. From the moment she got in the car, she drove off. It was a timestamp of two years later, and now they're showing us where everybody is. So these are two years that it's changed, not next. It's not the month after. It's not a few weeks where you're like, okay, maybe they'll come back. It's like, no, these are two solid years. 
she's still at the school having fun. Like I said, their pictures in the back. Jamal and um, Ruby are walking by each other. You're kind of like, dang, like, do y'all talk? Are y'all even in the group chat? You have Jasmine who didn't even look at Jamal. She's just kind of talking to Ruby. You have um, Oscar, which to me, again, I'm going to call him Oscar because I don't know if anybody else peeped, but the more and more you learned about Spooky, for me, he became less spooky. Like he was not like, I was just like, I'm just going to call him Oscar at this point because I feel like his identity went back to that person that he wanted to be. And he was no longer the Santos person that he felt like he had to be. And as he said before in the episode, we are no longer sacrificing ourselves for this, this gang. So you see, you see uh, Oscar out here with a whole girl she pregnant, you know, he got hair, and you just like, oh my god, like, what? Like, you really, uh, I wasn't prepared for this, um, and then lastly, which, when you saw the camera pan up, you knew it was gonna happen, but you did not want it to, you saw Caesar in the Santos, and we can assume because of the season, you know, where you kind of see Oscar basically stating he doesn't want it he doesn't want to be a leader you can almost assume that caesar or what is tattooed on his arm little spooky is now in charge so there is a lot to digest in this ending and so i think why um people are so frustrated too was because it's kind of like is this is this the end of this is this the end of the show because again the way that they ended it it could have very much have been the end of the show I, however, am like to holding on to this faith that it very much is possibly the beginning of this, this fourth season because, again, I also like to pay attention to cues. They played the song all the way through, but when they got to Caesar and he turned around and you saw he had a tattoo, another tattoo of a broken heart, the beat of the song, like, and naturally the song, it has the beat drop, but then the beat went almost back up as if we were putting suspense back on the moment. And I'm like, okay. I kind of know how my block operates and I feel like that's like they're always their sign like yo we got to do something else um so I'm very interested to know if they do a season four how it's going to work so I was talking to some people and if after listening to this you want to drop down your thoughts about what you think is going to happen because listen I'm open for all options any option that allows this show to continue I'm with it I personally believe that Monse is going to have to come back. Like that's 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 the real tea. Monse is going to come back. I think the question for most people is a matter of when is she going to come back? You know, is Monse going to come back because, you know, summer is now in session and maybe she has to come back cuz she's not going to college, although I doubt that she's like not going to go to school because I feel like that was always something her and her dad uh Monse always spoke about. So I feel like she's going to go to college, but I feel like she might come back. A lot of people think just because of the nature of the show, especially because we can assume that she hasn't come back, it might be something tragic has to happen to her. Like, honestly, somebody gets shot, you know, somebody come at her dad, because I would like to clarify something. I could be wrong. You could feel free to give me this information. Monty's father was a prophet. Monse's grandfather was a prophet. We never really confirmed that Monty himself was a prophet. However, that does not mean that 
he wasn't or him being in the line or like somehow he was really involved more with the prophets than we think because it's been a few times during this this season that people have low-key threatened Monty which makes me feel like either a they just know that he's Monty's only family or two that they know that there might be something deeper with this man right um but again I'm we can only assume these things so I think something like that gotta happen for Monty to come back because it's you know that's the only way season four is gonna happen or which actually broke my heart because I laid in bed and I really thought about it the aspect that unfortunately this might just be it and I say that because again we as people don't understand that we actually do want the fairy tale we want the story that's not you know harsh and doesn't make us look at ourselves and one thing that I had someone tell me was you know this is in the Goonies this is in Scooby-Doo where we have a mystery machine these are you know real this story is supposed to uh resemble real people and i think it's sad to think about that they could just leave you off with a cliffhanger but then as i started to really cry because i was really thinking about this self this show for myself life leaves you with a cliffhanger you know like so many of us want closure in situations and we don't get it and we always think that we have to have it we always think that you know maybe if I do this, I'll get closure. But closure is not always available to us. And I feel like this show didn't leave you with any closure. Like I said, you just see them two years later and you're like, wait, but what happened? I want to know. Um, and you can see that they're still in school. That's another reason where I said, you know, if they want to pick it up for a season four, they definitely can because none of them graduated with. They're still very much in school. We know it's two years later. We don't know if they're in the beginning of their senior year, the end, the middle. You have no clue. Um, so I think it's very interesting. Well, that might even be interesting if she has to come back for like the last part of her semester for some reason. Um, but you know what? On my block, you can call me. I'll help you write that. Got y'all. Um, <laughs> shameless plug there. So I just had to add that in because I thought about it. Like, who knows? She didn't graduate yet. Maybe they want her to come back and do something. Or like I said, which will break my heart because I love the show. They just ended because although the ending makes us as people sad, it's not an ending that is so far-fetched or an ending that's like crazy. It's an ending that actually, you know, happened. Someone said uh, on my tweet, uh, we need a support group for those who felt victimized by on my block because y'all, they really tested us, you know. And somebody um, actually also said something really like, I was like, wow, um, kind of about the fact that, um, so here we go. It was Tenshi Ixki. I concur 100 billion percent that's life. And although half of this series is fictitious with some truth to it, the last three minutes of the final episode hits hard. It's sad, but true. And I really do um, think that this show, like I said before, it just mirrors life. It really did just mirror life. And I actually had the opportunity to talk to somebody who was actually very overwhelmed on the Twitter thread because they felt like they were leaving to go to college and they were nervous that they were going to lose all of their friends. And I think what's important to add is, number one, this is not everybody's story. Like, not everybody goes to school or goes to work or move. And 
they lose all their friends or their friend group shuts down. I actually know a couple of friends groups who, you know, throughout high school, they've lasted. Like they're on their seventh, eighth year of like a Christmas party with each other. And it's the same people, you know, they might add people, but they're not not taken away. Um, So it is possible. But I also think what's important to add is that it is very much okay for you to grow. And I think what on my block this season three taught us was that you do not have to apologize and you do not have to feel bad for wanting more or wanting different out of your life. And I'm going to just throw this out there. This is something like I I actually um, said that I believe to be true with the episode. They needed to, as we saw, tell Monse that everything's going to be okay so she would leave because she wasn't going to leave. She knew in her heart that if she left and she was the one who tried to pull everyone together, nobody would be friends, right? So they had to help her leave. That way she could see her full potential. But I would also like to argue that I think they needed her to leave. That way they could all live out their potential. Because, you know, as you can see, if I had to pick anybody who had the strongest friendship in that group, it was Ruby and Jamal. And even they wasn't talking to each other. So I feel like when you see the dynamic of Monse leaving and now it's like you have Caesar, Jamal, and Ruby. And it's kind of like they don't really talk to Caesar like that. And I think her leaving allowed them to kind of step away without feeling bad about it. So I think they needed, Monse needed them to leave so she can fly her, like, so she can soar, open up her wings. But I think they needed Monse to leave as well, the rest of the crew, so they could be the rest of the crew. And I think they were just really always searching for their path and that innocence. Because again, they returned and kept on returning to Olivia's gravesite. We have to remember, last time Olivia was there, they were going to dances, they were planning a quinceanera. You know, they were, they were more like kids when Olivia was around. And I think even the visitation back to Olivia's gravesite is the symbolism of the childhood that they lost, the innocence that they lost. Like they go back to her almost to be like, guide me, right? And that's another example of growing apart, but not, you know, forgetting somebody. You know, Olivia, unfortunately, was killed. But yet they still go back to her memorial, even though this season no one really talked to her. They didn't really hang around it, like standing right next to her. But they kind of just wanted to go back to feel her presence, her presence. And I would just like, you know, to say that a tree could have its three, its three roots or so. But just because a tree goes upwards, it does not mean that it's now disconnected from the rest of, you know, that body. Like just because the, the top of the branch reaches 15 feet it does not mean that the tree does not stretch all the way back down to the ground and I feel like when a lot of people watch this episode they thought of it almost like that like wow like now they're now they don't talk to each other now it's over and it's like yeah like you know they had to grow up the adventure is over even Jamal said what if what if I have to be done with these mysteries the mysteries might just be over but that doesn't mean their love for each other ends and I think it's very important what Caesar said we are burnt into each other. And I actually just got off the phone with a friend and I was like, you know, what people forget is I do feel like when you're connected to someone, you'll always have them in you. You'll always spiritually be connected to them. Why? Because their presence impacted you. And whether you change for the better, the good, if it's a small change, perspective change, or even if it's no change, it's a change that you are making 
And a lot of times, like I said, it's a subconscious one. And I definitely do believe that they still think about each other. I think they probably hit the group chat with the happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. But I think in those two years, they all really tried to find themselves. Who were they as individuals? Who were they not trying to keep this group together? Who were they not trying to be on all these missions? And those are hard questions to answer because they were doing this for so long. But I think they are important questions to answer because that's what the group wanted. So long story short, if you need to like dive deeper into on my block, I definitely suggest doing what I do and like rewatch the last episode again. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But if you want to, it's not a bad idea. But what I was going to say was really take some time to sit with it because I don't think sometimes people realize how powerful shows, music, entertainment can really be. Because like I said, I listened to that song good 30 times by myself, like at work, home, in my bed, up eating. I just had that song in a loop because it really hit me. And then I would watch like the last 10 minutes of it. Almost like when you look in a fridge and you're waiting for something to change, but nothing changed. It's still the same. Yeah, that's what I felt like I looked like. But I didn't mind it because I didn't want anything to change. And like I said, I have mixed emotions as of right now. Because a part of me was like, oh, no, we need a season four. That's it. But then looking at it from someone else's perspective of them leaving it open ended because life is open ended. It's kind of like, dang, like that's true. And also, I would like to add the fact that, um, excuse me, huh, that this ep- that this season did have the least amount of episodes. It only had eight. However, I feel like that there was more content in this one. I think season one and two were buildups. So yeah, that's my thoughts on On My Block season three. And I think it got real as hell. Like I think characters were pushed to the limits. I would actually like to give the mental, emotional labor award to Spooky also known as Oscar, also known as the GOAT and the real one, because he was taking everybody crap and couldn't snap and couldn't say anything bad. People blamed him for everything. But it was true what Caesar said, when we needed Oscar or we needed Spooky or we needed whatever you want to call him, he was the first one y'all would call, you know? And he got in, oh my God. And when he cried to his dad, like he was enraged for so long. And I feel like he just recognized that he couldn't be a part of this lifestyle anymore that he wanted to get on with his life. And that's one reason why I'd like to specifically also like give him that, that for me anyway, that emotional and like, uh, and mental just, I don't even know what to call it. Like his, his, his investment into everyone else, because when you see him in season one and two, you think he's just this hardcore gangbanger, you know, that's what they, make him out to be, you know, he's a jerk, he's an a-hole, he's all these different things, and then by the end of season eight, you're like, oh my gosh, I love him, you know, most people love them anyway, but like, I'm talking about like, in the show, love him, like, that was for different reasons, and Jasmine, because she's a very important character in season eight, oh, season eight, season three, um, and all the episodes, I think we got, first of all, Jasmine is a definition of confidence, and I think where Jasmine really started to become such a main character was when we finally got to see her father and we could tell in season two that ruby was feeling her and i don't think you know jasmine was ever that now knowing who jasmine was she was just out there and i think they tried to like make her look as like oh that annoying girl that annoying girl that i always tried to talk to you and like you know by the end we sitting here with monse talking to her about her problems trying to send her care packages 
she up in here with Ruby, like, I love Jasmine. And one of my favorite lines that she said was like, you know, I'm an all day love, not just a one eighth of your life crisis. And I think that's so important. And I think Jasmine being the character that she is, she brings so much life and so much confidence to the role. So much. Because she's out here literally making sure you know, like, yeah, I might dress this way. Yeah, I might be loud. Yeah, I might dance. I might do all these different things. And you might not like it. But that doesn't mean you could disrespect me. So on my block, season three, I love it. I feel emotionally I need a season four. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. I need a season four. Um, so that's, that's just what it is. If I don't get one, I understand. Um, I'm not going to say I'm happy with the choice, but I understand it. If you need to watch it, like we said, it's on Netflix. Eight episodes, they're about 30 to 40 minutes each. You can follow me on IG at She Will Speak, okay? She Will Speak, and that sounds exactly what it's spelled like. She Will and Then Speak. There you go, boom. And make sure to follow the podcast at As I Was Saying Podcast because you need to know when these episodes drop. I'm going to try to um, get episodes on a consistent day. I'm looking at doing them on Wednesday. So keep a lookout for Wednesday. You might see the next episode drop then because I know I did this one. I did this one on a Friday, last one on a Thursday. I'm trying to see what day um, it brings the most engagement. So make sure to let me know that as well. And if you ever need to learn more about me or discuss more, talk more, you can head over to my website, shewillspeak.com. Okay, y'all, looking forward to speak to you next week. Let me know what the topic should be. Um, and if you haven't watched On My Block yet and you're like so mad because you heard On My Block and you're like, I can't listen to this podcast, just watch it and then you can talk to me, okay? Bye.